Oh, postpartum, that blurry, blissful time after you have your baby. But what's it really like? What can you expect? How does it really feel to bring a new baby home? Hey, I'm Chelsea, and here on the Postpartum Project, I get to talk to real moms about their postpartum experiences, because I believe that sharing our stories can help other moms feel seen and less alone. Yep, it's messy, but it's also pretty magical. Welcome to the Postpartum Project. I'm really excited about today's episode. It's a little extra special because I get to talk to Katrina, who is a postpartum doula. And we talk about how she got into birth work, what it's like to work with her as a doula, and why postpartum care is so vitally important, especially in this time of a little bit more isolation and a little less support. Here's Katrina's story. Hey, Katrina, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Hi, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so I am a local birth and postpartum doula. Um, I also am a placenta specialist and I provide um, many different aspects of care in that way as well, including lotus birth support, um, cord burning ceremonies and encapsulation. Um, and then I'm also a student midwife. So I wear a million different hats and it's super cool. <laughs> Ah, you're so cool. So Katrina and I met when we both worked at a preschool like a thousand lifetimes ago. Um, But it's been so cool to kind of see you get into this birth worker role, especially because you are not you don't have your own children. And so I think that's so cool to like be in this birth work. You know, a lot of people get into birth work because they have their own kids. Um, I'm so curious to know, tell me about your journey toward becoming a doula and birth worker. How did you get into it? So it's so funny that you bring us up um, pretty much working together in private preschool because that's kind of where it all started for me. I ended up leaving that school um, and just like I was kind of in a space of like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to, I don't really know what I want to do with my life, but I know that I want to support families and I'm just going to try and figure it out um, kind of thing. And then I went on to be a private nanny with a family and we somehow one day got on the topic of her birth stories and how traumatic they were for her and Mm. how that, that caused a lot of postpartum depression for her and how like it just wasn't the ideal situation for her, but how having the doula support and the doula portion for her was major in her healing process, physically, emotionally, um, and just really having somebody there to fully support her during that birthing process. Um, So I kind of got curious after that conversation and decided to take a birth doula training. um, And I was like hooked from day one and that now was like six years ago. Oh my Um, golly. Yeah. So it's been a while. And then I feel like from there, it just like kind of like naturally progressed for me wanting to do more. Um, So I feel like it just naturally fell into my lap that I wanted to go into postpartum work because those two kind of tie together and um, the placenta stuff also fell into that realm. And then honestly, home birth midwifery just kind of, felt like the next natural step for me. Yeah, yeah, totally. So when you first started working with postpartum clients, um, what was sort of a need that you saw the most? Like what did moms or families 
need them most that you saw wasn't there or was lacking maybe for them? So something that I have taken away from midwifery school is learning about the midwifery model of care, which is all about it being client driven. I know that you worked with a midwife with your first baby. So, you know, a little bit, both of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, a little bit about the midwifery model, but it's just so client centered. And I feel like I've dragged that into a lot of like the different pieces and parts of my business. Um, But I feel like that was like the biggest aspect that was missing is just having somebody who trusted them to be a parent and having Mm. them trust them to take home this little human and help them grow and know what to do is right for their specific family. So really just having somebody in their corner to say, hey, I'm here if you need me, but also you're doing fine. Yeah, absolutely. As I get more into this like postpartum world, doing this project, doing this podcast, it's so clear to me, parents are very, very capable of taking care of their children. Mm -hmm. But what they need, it seems like to me, is somebody to help take care of them, validate them. (laughs) And so it's so cool to see sort of this I don't know if there's actually a rise of postpartum doulas or if I'm just more immersed in the world of it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do love that. Do you feel like parents are gaining more of awareness around it? Or are there a lot of people that still don't really know what it is? Honestly, I was talking about this with another birth worker the other day. I feel like this whole pandemic almost like put an emphasis on the need for community. So people started going to outside resources. I mean, we've seen a huge increase in people using home birth midwives. We've seen a huge increase of people needing support. So however that they can get that support, people are going to go to that. So I would say within like the last year, that's definitely increased Mm. um, looking for outside resources. Um, And I don't think it's something that's necessarily going to stop. Like once they figure out what is going to work for them, I think that that is just going to be continued to pass on within their communities. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think that exactly like you said, home birth over the course of this pandemic, I've noticed more and more, especially from folks who were like, I would never have had a home birth previously. Mm -hmm. But now with these different restrictions in the hospital, it's like, well, you know, I used to feel more safe in a hospital and now I feel a lot more safe at home or a lot more supported because you can have more of your people in your corner. So it is interesting how this whole year Mm -hmm. and last year has sort of brought up these, these new feelings about being supported in different ways. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, So when somebody works with you, tell me about what that's like for folks to work with you as a postpartum doula or maybe I rephrase it. What do people normally hire you as a birth and postpartum doula? Or are you often hired separately? How does that work? And then what does that look like to work with you? I would say that I get a pretty big mix as far as whether I just get birth doula clients, or if I just get postpartum clients, Mm. or if it's a combination of both. It's just really situational from family to family. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to offer all three of them. And I do. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um, Essentially, what I like to do is for me, becoming a part of the family and creating trust is huge for me. I'm not the type of doula that says, okay, I offer you two prenatal visits because to me, that's not enough time for you to know who I am, 
um, and for you to gain trust in me essentially. And trust is a huge part of the birthing process and the postpartum period. So for me, I want to be able to walk into your house, open up all your cabinets until I find what I need and just be able to do my job. And in order for me to do that, um, I just need, you have to be able to trust me um, in order for me to do that. So with postpartum doula services specifically, um, I'll usually offer a couple of prenatal visits if that's what the family needs from me. I totally leave it up to them. Um, and then we talk about what their birth plan plans are pretty briefly because that can definitely impact um, the postpartum period for sure, um, especially if we get down to there's a lot of stuff going on during the pregnancy um, and there has to be like scheduled C-sections or induction as a thing. So I can kind of gauge what I could be walking into as far as traumatic birth settings mm. um, go, um, which totally impact the postpartum period for sure. Um, so I kind of like gauge what your plans are, what you're looking for me from me. Um, I will talk to families about, do you want more of like a meal prep? Do we want to do overnight so you can catch up on sleep? Um, are you looking for somebody to hold your baby while you take a shower? Are you looking for somebody to completely nurture and take care of mama and do like sits baths, sits baths with her? Um, are you planning on breastfeeding or are you going to formula feed? Because that support is going to look different for everybody. So for me, really figuring out what your goals are postpartum and keeping a loose handle on them because everything changes, but mm. just figuring that out in the pregnancy period before baby comes is really important to me. Um, and then after baby's born, I'll typically schedule what we have talked about um, in those prenatal meetings. And from there, we'll just kind of go um, into the in-home support based on what the needs are of the parents. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Going back to something you mentioned too, I'm curious to know, do you see a lot of birth trauma? Like, would you say that people who hire a postpartum doula sometimes have a lot of birth trauma? And then what can that look like supporting folks that have gone through birth trauma and moving into the postpartum period? Because exactly like you said, the way that birth happens really informs the way that postpartum happens. So what does that look like when you work with folks that have birth trauma? So birth trauma is definitely one of those tricky things. But like I said, it's a huge piece of the puzzle on how the whole postpartum period is going to be set up. And trauma can look different for everybody. Mm. Um, it's all going to depend on resiliency. It's going to depend on like what, um, if you've had previous trauma, um, even before pregnancy, there's just so many factors that are involved in that, that, um, you don't really know what you're going to do until you get put in that setting. But for me, um, I just always make sure that I have plenty of resources, um, information, mom's groups, make sure that I'm keeping up on my um, kind of educational piece of it to make sure that I'm being informed about different scenarios and situations because we just don't know how moms are gonna react um, to their birth trauma until it happens. Um, and sometimes that just looks like um, the mom is nursing and she's just venting to me for 45 minutes and she's like, oh, actually that made me really upset. Like, thank you for talking about that. Like a lot of the times the birth trauma doesn't come up until they're actually talking about that. Like, oh, I actually really didn't like the way that that like 
went. So um, for me, it's totally situational from what I've seen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I completely agree with um, some of my, you know, photography clients that I've worked with, and especially even on this podcast. Like, I've had some folks after the episode say, like, holy smokes, I didn't even know that bothered me as much as it did until I told you right now, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's so interesting to think about that, the way that we birth and the way that we can sort of be triggered or things can come up and we kind of move, go through the motions like, oh, it's fine. It's all good. But there, I believe, is such value in a postpartum doula for that reason to hold space for folks to be able to to share their story and say, oh, actually, that did bother me, you know, like, and then moving forward with those resources, like you said. Right. And then going back to like that trust piece, like, these moms aren't going to talk about their birth experience unless they trust me. So I know, like, once we start talking about that, that the trust has settled. And at that point, like, it kind of gives me the clue if I do sense that there may be some trauma that's happened. Hey, here's a free moms group for you that's virtual right now um, that you can attend every Monday. Like this could be really beneficial to you. So um, just finding ways to like implement those resources while still gaining trust and not being overbearing is like the biggest key when working with trauma clients. Yeah, yeah, totally. This I know isn't exactly related, but I am very curious to know how you see folks use your placenta um, specialist services and um, how you see sort of that affect the postpartum period with using your services and what that looks like. Yeah, so um, some of the benefits that my clients have talked about um, that they have personally seen when taking placenta capsules um is there's more of like a balancing in mood. Um, sometimes they get a heightened mood and feel like more energetic, which we know that we can have a huge hormonal crash afterwards that creates like this, not necessarily like icky space, but like this drained space. Um, and when taking care of a newborn, you definitely don't want to feel drained. Um, it can also help with um, blood circulation and the healing process. and all of those things and kind of just putting those nutrients back into your body. Um, and with my encapsulation services, um, I offer um, pick up and drop off. So parents don't have to worry about like, where is this going? Like, when do I pick it up? Like, when is this happening kind of thing? So it's like one less thing off their plate. And then um, we talk about all of the different methods of preparation that I offer. And then I also offer um, unlimited amounts of herbs, which can really help support the postpartum period as well. Um, I pretty much have like a mini apothecary, which um, I can pick and choose herbs from, which I think my clients will benefit. And we'll talk about like mental health, like before pregnancy, during pregnancy. And if they had a previous birth, what was your last postpartum period like? Um, so we can find good matches for herbs um, that can support, support that as well. Yeah. I'm getting really into herbs right now too. <laughs> yeah. yeah so fun. And they're so much fun to just like play with and like just experiment with. Like I definitely would not say that like I know everything about herbs. I mean, even herbalists who have been in the business for 45 years are constantly learning 
Um, but if I can take the knowledge that I have, especially surrounding like women's health care, um, in order to help somebody during this period, then I'm going to do just that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that herbs are so cool because first and foremost, like they smell so good. You just feel so like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I always feel so like connected to this like Mother Earth feeling of like, you know, Mm-hmm. these herbs grew from the earth and now they can help support me and folks that I know. I just love it so much too. Um, what yeah. do you find are some herbs that you use most frequently with some of your clients? So um, I'll use things to kind of help with them. I have like a whole like breast milk um, blend that I use um, where I put things like fenugreek, um, oat straw, pretty much anything that will give plentiful milk um, and also bring back a lot of like the iron to the body and just making sure that like that can support. I wouldn't say that it will fix your supply issues for sure. And I would definitely refer out to that, but um, it can just be something that's added and beneficial. Yeah. Um, I also have a postpartum blend that I use as well that helps with like um, internal healing, um, swelling. Um, It'll also help with like the afterbirth Mm. cramping. Like I have my bark in there as well. Um, and then I also do like a witch hazel and aloe with a couple different, um, uh, herbs in there as well, um, as a spray to help with like the external vaginal healing, um, and then a sitz bath as well that will help with the swelling and bleeding and just like not getting back to normal because things are never going to be your old normal anymore, but making it, a little bit easier to go through like this new postpartum process yeah supporting that transition because exactly like you said like you're never the way you were and and you mm-hmm. you shouldn't be you know like you grew a human in your body and then they exited your body in some way <laughs> and your body's right. different and the way that you are is different but having those herbs and different things to support that transition is so cool. I love that. Yeah. And I think I find with my clients that honestly, the physical healing part is probably the most surprising to them. Like, I think that you can't really be prepared for the emotional part, but I think my clients generally know this is going to be really hard. I don't have any expectations. (laughs) Like, it's going to be hard. Um, it's going to be new to me. Um, I'm going to be emotionally drained or I'm going to have my highs and lows, but with the physical process, I find that that is like the most, I don't want to use the word uninformed, but almost like uninformed space Mm. that they're in. It's usually the most shocking, like, Oh, I didn't really think I was going to be bleeding for six weeks, or I didn't think I'd be able to get, not get out of my bed for three days, like kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I feel like the herbal part can just be almost like sprinkles on a cupcake to like, kind of like help take the sting out of things, maybe literally and not so literally. Yeah, absolutely. That, yeah, I completely agree. I felt like I, my physical recovery with both my girls was, it was fairly easy, but I do remember sort of this like, really loosey goosey like mushy feeling in my core and just feeling like you go from having this baby in there and your tight round pregnant belly and then it's just gone and it's like this like weird jelly like you just feel so funky it's almost like disorienting to have that feeling when you're 
postpartum and all gushy. Yeah, totally. So what would you say is your maybe least favorite or most difficult part of being a doula, either a birth doula or postpartum doula? I'm curious, what, what's the biggest challenge there? Um, I think for me, it ties to both. I am the type of human that loves my work so much that I take it home with me um, and that I work all the time. Um, like I'll be sitting at dinner with my partner and be like, oh, I just have to like do this email like really quick and I need to get better about the boundaries that I just love the mamas and the parents that I work with so much that I constantly want to be there for them. And I know that that is going to be my quickest way to burn out. So it's something that I am always working yeah. on. Um, but it is an extremely hard part of my job, always wanting to be able to show up. Yeah, totally. And along those same lines, how do you kind of prevent or help yourself prevent that burnout? Because you've been doing it for six years now. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm sure you have met instances where you're feeling burnt out, especially as a birth and postpartum doula you know, that's on-call life and that's a little bit more scheduled life, but it's all together. And then all the other hats Mm -hmm. you wear too and going to school, being a student, what do you do to kind of like support yourself and not experience that burnout? Totally. So like with like the scheduling piece of it, like I will never do two overnights Mm -hmm. in a row. Um, I will spread my overnights out um, to make sure that I'm getting enough sleep because if I'm not getting enough sleep, then I'm just not going to be of any help um, to you when I'm in your home with you. And I think like journaling is a really huge Mm. part of it. Um, I go to therapy every week. Um, I make sure that I schedule my sleep if I need to. Um, I also like have like very specific hours that I am working on homework to make sure that that is still a priority. So honestly, scheduling is probably like the biggest thing for me. And I um, also have specific office hours as well um, that I need to get better about sticking to, but I'm working on it and it's just going to be a work in progress. I think it always is. I think always, especially when we do work that we're obsessed with and so in love with, Mm. it's like, it is always a balance and it's always going to be like a constant work of supporting yourself, making sure you're not burning out. I feel it too. You know, it's, it just, when you do something that you're so in love with, it's hard to remember that you need breaks and you need to have boundaries, but yeah. Hmm. What would you say is your most favorite part of the work that you do? And maybe if you have any stories you want to share about work that you've done that you've enjoyed. Yeah, I think probably, one of my favorite things is just like connecting with families. Like I think with that connection and that'll kind of tie into like one of my favorite births um, that I have ever attended. Um, It's just like my cup is full so I can continue to pour it into other Mm. people's cups as my cup keeps Mm -hmm. refilling, like kind of energy and feeling um, and connection with families. Um, Like I had a birth this past January that was a home birth and it was a VBAC. So she did have some previous birth trauma with that. And it was just a highly sensitive situation. And 
I am the type of birth doula that will get in my car, cry mm. the whole way home because I'm just so happy. Or if things like went down in the birth, like that's just my release on the way home. And I actually cried at this birth because I was just so happy for her that like she achieved this. And we had been working so hard to like work together and just like get to this point. Um, and I think one of the things that this client still does for me is she constantly fills my cup. Like I love getting, she sends me updates every couple months, like, hi, we're doing great. Like baby gained this much weight from nursing, which was a challenge for her with her first baby or hi, like, here's a bunch of pictures of my baby. Like, I'm so like grateful to have you. Like, I just think it's just this whole cycle of like how much that support meant to her. Like, I didn't give her the VBAC. She did all of the work herself, but the fact that I was able to support her in the way that she needed and she got everything she needed from me just feels really Mm. good. Yeah, I love that. And kind of circling back to that idea of throughout the course of this whole year and everything, um, you know, people needing that connection, we as birth adjacent and birth workers all of that like we thrive on that too sort of developing that connection Mm -hmm. with people and feeling like you're really a part of that community or a part of that family it's such a cool feeling to build those connections with people and that's oh Mm -hmm. that's just so cool to hear oh I love that I bet that was super super amazing to witness this woman go through this hard work like that's probably the most amazing part all the time of like watching these women mm-hmm. go through this hard work and then come out on the other side how however that happens yeah I mean I think that that there's just like this rush of adrenaline that you get after like baby comes where It, like, doesn't matter what has happened within, like, the last, like, 12 to 24 hours, but it also does matter. Um, I don't want to, like, discount the work that it gets there, but there's almost just, like, this sigh of relief and, like, burst of magic Mm. that happens when baby just goes immediately skin to skin where you just, like, can't help but be, like, I'm so happy for you. Like, you did this yourself and you did all the work going into this. You had the support team that you wanted. You used all your resources and you got exactly what you wanted out of that um, when birth goes the way you wanted. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes it doesn't, exactly like you said, sometimes it doesn't happen exactly the way you wanted to. And right. that I think that's when that postpartum sort of like trauma processing or pr- just general processing comes in. But it's also so cool mm-hmm. to have that moment of like, oh my gosh, I just did that. And you being the doula and someday being a midwife, witnessing that, that hard work and mm-hmm. then seeing that sigh of relief and that burst of magic, like you said, I love that. Right. And then when birth doesn't go the way that we expected it to, or when our plans change, just being able to kind of like sit in that postpartum visit with them. And cause that is when I'll debrief their entire birth with them. Like just being able to like sit in that space with them. And then when things like start to come up, be like, I hear you, like, let's find you resources for this, but like, let's also talk about the really positive things like that happened. Like 
you got a baby out of this. Your feeding is going really well. Um, you have a lot of like community on your side or like you were able to deliver vaginally or you're both healthy, like just reflecting back on the positives um, as well as acknowledging the negative parts and pieces that our people are feeling will be a really important part of that processing yeah. time too. And how cool that you can, as a doula, have been through their birth story so that as they're processing it, it's not like they're telling a stranger they're telling somebody who is there to witness it in its full entirety and say like, yeah, I hear you. I was there and I saw that. That's really, really cool to be able to process that with people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, not that I ever processed no. trauma from birth with my clients, but it also can be really helpful to like stimulate my own thoughts internally as well. Like, ooh, maybe I didn't like that so much or ooh, maybe that triggered something for me um, and I need to go back and like reflect on that. So there's also like this trade-off that happens when we talk about birth experiences yeah. as well. Because they could be totally fine with something that occurred during their birth and I could be like, wait, like that was really okay for you, like kind of thing. But that's my own stuff. So there's almost like this like internal trade-off that's happening when we talk about Yeah, this yeah. Speaking of that, how do you sort of process your own feelings about a birth away from your clients? Because exactly like you said, you would never want to process your own drama with them. But how do you process it? How do you get through some of those big feelings? So the first thing that I always do when I get home is I eat a big meal and I go to sleep because this could just be a situation of I'm so tired that I just can't function. And then if I still don't feel great about whatever could have transpired during birth, um, journaling is huge for me. I will write out a client's entire birth story and like put my own feelings in there if I need to. Um, and really just give me that private space to work through that. Um, and also therapy is really mm. big for me as yeah. well. Yeah, having somebody else to hold space for you as mm-hmm. not the birthing person, but the person who was there to witness it all and hold space for it all, I think is so valuable. Like, I think for a lot of birth workers, that's true. You know, it's like, we're all human and everybody has sort of their own feelings about it. And of course, it doesn't need to be processed with the client, but it still needs to be processed. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Well, with all that said, I would love to know your nugget of wisdom for other for postpartum moms out there and sort of what would be your little words of wisdom for them going into postpartum? I think my biggest piece of advice that I could give to new families and new parents is your experience is going to be uniquely yours. Not everybody needs a postpartum doula. Um, Not everybody needs their mom staying at their house for like three to four weeks after baby comes. Um, You could have a super blissful postpartum period or you could get baby blues and have postpartum depression um, your physical healing, it could also be really hard. Um, so basically just to understand that, like, this is going to be totally unique to your experience, your body and your baby. Um, it's important not to compare, um, other people's postpartum experiences to your own, but also if that's a safe space for you to talk through, 
um, that with other moms and then you should do that. Um, so just like finding ways to bring more community into your life while also understanding that this is not going to compare to any other experience that you've had previous babies um, and previous life experience. Like not every baby is going to be the same either. And I think that that is another huge part to that. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Oh, Katrina, thank you so much. This was so lovely. I love talking to you and I loved hearing about your experience as a doula. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was great to like catch up and talk. And I've been listening to the podcast for a while now. It's like one of like my favorite things to listen to. So it was so cool to like be able to like talk and yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank you. And thank you, listener. If you enjoyed this story as much as I did, subscribe, give us a rating and share with your friends. It really helps other folks find this podcast and feel seen and less alone.